Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Fortress of Fandom podcast. I'm Garrett, your host, covering the fandom topics you love most. Superheroes, comics, movies, Star Wars, nerd news, anime, video games, and so much more. If you like any of these topics, come join our band of FOFers and let your fandom flag fly. New episodes almost every week. Find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and search for us on social media at the FOF pod. I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back, everybody, to a very special episode of Cinematic Blind Spot. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today it's finally happened. It finally happened. Josh finally got me to watch one of the quote-unquote worst movies ever made, which after seeing it, I disagree heartily with that statement, with that title. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely there seen are, way worse. oh my God, there are so much worse movies than this. I mean, I always thought Plan 9 from Outer Space was the worst movie ever made. Um, but no, there is way worse than this. Today, we are talking about the mother load of movies that are so terrible, they are gold. They I are mean, this ab- is the best worst movie. Best worst movie. There's a documentary about how many movies get documentaries made about how wonderfully terrible they are. <laughs> exactly. That right. is pretty amazing. But no, today we are talking about the all-time epic Troll 2. But you 19... had to know as soon as we started this and you knew there would be introductions to movies, eventually I was going to show you Troll it, I knew eventually. I knew eventually. And this was, this was one of those movies that I've known of for a long time, but unfortunately all I knew of it was the, oh my God, part. And um, I got to say, that, that, that scene does not do this movie justice. There's, there are scenes in this movie that should be the famous part of it. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> um, but this movie came out in 1990 with a blistering Rotten Tomato Critics score of 6%. Hey, for a long time, it was 0%. It's oh, really? gone up in the past few years. <laughs> it's gone up. People are at starting... At the time they did the documentary, it was at a zero. Oh, my gosh. That's... See, this is for you, Jeff Hunt. Jaws the Revenge, that's a zero. <laughs> yes. This is not a zero. I don't even agree with the audience score. The audience gave it a 44%. That is still way too low. This movie's at least a 60. Come on. I agree. I agree. This movie, I mean, if nothing else, it's a lot of fun. According to IMDb, this is a comedy fantasy horror, which I will agree with all three of those. Exactly. Directed by Claudio Fragasso. Am I saying that right? Claudio Fragasso. Fragasso. And it says as Drake Floyd, so he had a different name. Yeah, he went as Draco Floyd. It was like a pin name, I guess you would call it. Okay, like a... a, um, Pseudonym. Pseudonym. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Okay, and uh, written by Rosella Drudy and Claudio Fragasso. And that's his wife. Oh, okay. And in case you didn't know, just to give a little tidbit, she wrote this movie because at the time, her friends were starting to become vegan, and it pissed her off, so she wrote this movie. <laughs> oh my God, that makes this movie so much better. Oh, okay. She, so made this, she wrote this movie just to say, fuck you, vegans. And this was in, in 1990. So. God, that movie, this movie was so ahead of its time. Right. Imagine Good. what you do now. Oh, I've, I've got, I have, I have something to say about that later. Oh, um, okay. I, I had an epiphany while watching this movie that made me go, God, if only, if only Nilbog was real, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is starring Michael Paul Stevenson as Joshua Waits, George Hardy as Michael Waits or Farmer Waits, uh, Margot Prey as Diana Waits, Connie Young as Holly Waits, and Deborah Reed as Credence Lenore. Gilgood? Is that how she said it? Yes. Okay. Gilgood. Leonor. Le- oh, Leonor. 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 Gilgood. Gilgood. Yes. Oh, man. What a movie. What a movie. Because it starts with the MGM lion roaring like you usually expect, but then there's just like nothing, no fade from black, no... Because usually there's like other film... At least something. Yeah, there's other like companies, you know, right. that they mention, you know, produced by or whatever. This just, boom, cuts to a shot of a guy 
walking in the woods with an old man narrating. And this guy looks like Peter Pan. That's all I could think. Or, or no, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Robin I was Hood, just, I thought Peter of Robin Pan. Hood, yes. Yeah, because uh, that hat he was wearing. Right. <clears throat> and we have this old guy narrating about Peter being a courageous boy. But that day he was scared. He was lost in the fog. <laughs> And the fog was like it's broad daylight in this in this forest where he where they're shooting this, <laughs> and it's like sunny, but there's like little wisps of like a smoke machine or something. Like it's not that foggy. Come on, <laughs> um, he got lost in the fog and heard strange noises coming from the forest. The vengeful and evil goblins. And For- yes, and this movie was originally going to be called Goblins. Mm-hmm. But American distributors, not the Italians, are the ones that decided they needed to change it to Troll 2 to capitalize, I guess, off the minor success that the movie Troll was in 1986. See, that's hilarious because I think the I think Troll 2 is more famous than it's not even actually a sequel. or it, It's not even a sequel to right. Troll. It had no. nothing to do with the original. I still haven't seen Troll. <laughs> but, like, Troll 2 is the one everyone always talks about. Everyone always says what an awful movie it is. Um, For a second, I thought I was watching The Princess Bride because we cut to, you know, a bedroom where Grandpa is reading this little boy this story. So I'm like, okay, yes, Princess... Princess... What what year did The Princess Bride come out? Like 87. 87, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of was... um, Fred Savage? Was that the... Was No. I can't can't remember. It's a kid from The the Wonder Years. Hey, mind-boggling. Never seen Princess Bride. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to fix that. I, and I know Andre the Giant's in it, but I never watched it. <laughs> oh, man, that's actually a pretty good movie. I do like it. Um, so, yeah, Grandpa's telling this little boy, Joshua, these stories about, you know, the goblins and Peter. And he's like, what did uh, what did Peter do to the goblins? Why are the goblins attacking? He's like, nothing. They're just evil. These goblins are just pure evil. Yep. And this, and now we get the opening credit sequence with the most out of place synth music I think I've ever heard because yeah this is supposed to be like olden times but we're it's like this high energy synth music obviously very late 80s early 90s oh absolutely um, I don't know if you noticed too when it cut back to Grandpa and he's reading the story the book actually says Davy not I did Peter. notice that <laughs> Davy and the goblins I was like what but yet he's Peter in the story right right so. So Peter is being chased through the woods by these goblins. He falls and hits his head. He opens his eyes and sees a beautiful girl who, with totally not fake freckles on her face. Like, I saw those from, like, that looks like a Sharpie. Right. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> and that girl's actually in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, really? Not, like, a big role in that either. But. Okay. But uh, now Peter, of course, immediately fell in love, and she drank this stuff that she gives to him, this green slime looking yeah. stuff like here, eat this. I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, he looks like he enjoys it. It yeah. does not look like it could be enjoyed though. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid sits up. I'll bet it was a goblin in disguise. And this is grandpa Seth telling this story. Right. Um, and he's telling them that the goblins are still alive. And now Peter starts to bleed or sweat green chlorophyll <laughs> and the goblins eat him. Now mom comes in and asks, Mom comes in the door and asks, what's going on? And suddenly, oh no, there's no grandpa in the chair. Except the chair's rocking. The chair was moving. It's like, did he just jump out the window or something? <laughs> this is like some random guy who likes to climb in little boys' rooms and tell them stories. But no, this is this is Grandpa Seth. Um, and I'm like, oh no, he was a ghost all along. It's already like the sixth sense or something. Did M.I. Shyamalan watch this movie? Um, but yeah, now mom isn't amused. He's like, but it's like, oh, it's not a dream. He's so real. He tells me stories. And but apparently grandpa's been dead for six months. Yep. And it was difficult for the whole family. And, sh- and mom tells him, you must banish him from your mind. He's an invention of your subconscious. Yeah, you're like, not talks to-, to a kid like that. Yeah, you're not supposed to just forget about your grandpa altogether. Yeah, yeah I mean, I <clears throat> maybe see a good child psychiatrist, but this mom is not that. Now, um, so they're now she talks about them going on vacation. And um, I also I also noticed that in his, that on his wall in the background he's got a Killing Joke poster because you know yes. it's the Joker that famous yeah. picture of the Joker with his with his hands up in his hair, um, and we <laughs> so now yes he's like go to bed we're we're going on vacation in the morning for a month for a month like I, I 
I, if, if I was going, if my dad was going on vacation for a month and taking us to this, I would run away. <laughs> like this is his idea of a, of a, of a vacation. No, but um, no, first we have to get a quick workout montage, except this time it's big sis. And then we see downstairs, mom is sitting on the couch with dad and the dad, you know, they're talking about how there are only 26 people 26. in the town of Nilbog. <laughs> oh my goodness. That would be like a camp. That wouldn't even be a town. Right. How, why would you want to go somewhere that small? I mean, my grandparents have lived in some small towns before, but not that small. Yeah, no kidding. Um, that is tiny. So they're going to be peasants and farmers for vacation. Like, wh- what kind of a vacation is that? Like, right. I, I don't know. That I doesn't sound the whole like vacation point of going to me. On, yeah, I thought the whole point of going on vacation is to rest and relax. I don't want to go farm anywhere. Sounds like, you're pun- sounds like a punishment. Yeah, that sounds more like a punishment. Um <laughs> So dad doesn't seem worried about Joshua seeing his dead grandpa and Joshua hears a tapping outside of his window upstairs. He grabs a flashlight and I'm, I'm thinking like kid in pajamas with a flashlight. This is such a staple of, I guess, horror movies. Um, now there's some guy at his window with his face pressed against the window. He's making faces. Said dude was just trying to get into big sis's room. What was this guy's name? Elliot, again? Elliot right. Elliot. He'd be in a total creep. Now, whenever he comes in or he, he, he taps on her window, no, he comes straight into her room. Right? Yeah, her, like it shows it in her windows closed, but then when he gets there, it's actually open and yeah. he gets to come straight in. Yeah, he walks straight in and um, she screams. Kicks him in the ball. Kicks him in the ball. Yeah, you scared the shit out of me. And he says, I'm the victim of a nocturnal rapture. I have to release my I have to release my lowest instincts with a woman. For a second, I thought he said nocturnal rupture the first time. I was like, that sounds like a real problem, dude. Uh, and she and she's like, release your instincts in the bathroom. And he's like, what? You want me to turn into a homo? Like, <laughs> Get her line. What she says about if her father knew he was there. Oh yeah, yeah. If my dad finds you here, he's gonna cut your nut, cut your little nuts off and eat, eat them. The, I'm like, why? Why? I, if if I'm the dad, I'm like, no, don't tell him I'm gonna eat his nuts. Why? Yeah. No, that's not happening. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. That's a, yeah, very weird thing to say. Um, and she's telling, she keeps telling him how he spends too much time with his friends, of which all three are now looking in her window. Yeah, so he says got, they're not there, but yeah, yeah, pop Elliot's their head in. there, and now all three of his friends are looking through her window. So she's like, "You keep," te-, she says, "You keep spending time with your friends, and you're going to die a virgin." <laughs> and um, he's, and she's and she's like, she says, "You take them to bed with you too." <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who wrote this? Well, now we know who wrote this. Yes, um, and she says. And, and now she's like, oh, you should come on. Suddenly, this girl does not know what she wants. She's suddenly like, oh, you should come on vacation with us. Because she has been nothing but shitting on this guy this whole time. And uh, I'll tell my father you're coming with us. It'll be wonderful being alone in the woods. And I'm like, you just said your dad would, would, would cut his nuts off and eat him. Right. You, you want him to come on vacation with you now? And she and she explains to them what they're doing. They're going to swip, swip, swap with a family for a whole month. So before there was wife swap, I guess there was the whole family swap, where the whole family swap houses for a month. That yeah. is a crazy idea. I think uh, wasn't there wasn't there a, re- a reality show called Trading Spaces or something? Or well, Trading Spaces, I think was. Well, no, I, I I think it was a movie. I think it was a show where like families would get to trade houses and like <clears throat> do, and, like renovate one of the rooms or something. You're probably right. There was I, that show. I didn't watch it, but it may, it reminded me more of Wife Swap, where the wives actually swap houses and go live with other families for oh, like a week. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah. Now, and she's like, if you bring the boys, I never want to see you again. This girl does not know what she wants. It must be that time of the month because she's I'm going saying, crazy. She's like 16. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I guess she's that's that puppy love. Yeah, yeah. The teenage I guess. love. Because now, now the very next scene, they're in the car or in the van driving, and Holly is crying because they left without Elliot. Apparently, he was like five minutes late, and they left without him. Or no, some, no, 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 no. Oh, they were an hour and a half late, and she's like, "If we could have waited fifteen more minutes." Oh, right, right. He's right. like, "We already waited an hour and a half. He okay. wasn't going to show up." Right, right. <laughs> And, and he says something, and, and dad says something about him being her beau. And says, he's not my beau, he's my boyfriend. And he told me last night that he loved me. I did not hear that in that conversation. <laughs> did not hear that anywhere. And um, the dad's just like, well, evidently he preferred his friends to you. And, and, then he's, and that's when he's like, I never liked that kid. Yeah. 
So Joshua and, and mom's like, Joshua, start singing that song I like so much. And he starts singing row, 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 row your boat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's not, that's a weird song to say you like so much. Um, you don't even know the name of it. That song I like. You yeah, know yeah, one. yeah. It's like it's not like it's one one nobody's ever heard before. It's not like an original song for the movie. <laughs> now, um, Elliot. Now, no, no. Was this where we see the sign for Nilbog? I think. Yeah, because we see Elliot and his friends are driving. There okay, as well. right, right. They're in an RV. They're looking for Mil- for Nilbog, and Elliot says something like, "It's full of girls, free and unattached. There are twenty six people yeah. here." Oh, I don't think they know that. Oh, maybe. yeah, maybe they don't know <laughs> they, that. They, yet. They like, how, know. how many how many young girls can there be? <clears throat> now Joshua wakes up in the car and he's sweating. Oh no, he's leaking green mm. and he's turning into a plant. Like this part was actually kind of creepy because yeah. like there's a branch coming through his chest. Uh, Dad. Yeah stops the and, and and um and mom says like dad stop the car joshua is ready to be eaten of course this is a dream sequence yeah. now he, he looks out the window and sees grandpa seth holding a sign saying stop them and um so he says it, he has to throw up so yeah yeah he's like oh dad i stopped the car i got i'm gonna i'm gonna puke but he runs back to this guy and it's, of course it's his grandpa seth what are you doing here you have to make them all go back but it wasn't Grandpa. It was a homeless guy all along. <laughs> so many twists and turns in this movie, and we're not even like 20 minutes in yet. Um, now, Elliot and his friends see the family van, and what, what was the sister's name again? Holly. Holly. She sees them and flips them off. And they're really far away. Yeah, so. like, like you know, it's not like they're just driving past them. They're way across on, like, another yeah. hill. Like, how do I you don't know? think they're going to see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and how did she just look at that RV and know that it was them? Huh? I guess maybe Maybe she, maybe knew, she that, knew the yeah, RV. She must have recognized that. So now they're in the big city of Nilbog. Where no one's around. No, Yeah, nobody. Pretty deserted looking. And and <laughs> and they and they's like, oh, well, I forget what, what they were like. Well, we should stop. We should talk to somebody or call some. And, like, at this time of night, everyone's asleep. But broad it's, daylight. It's broad daylight. Yes. Nobody's asleep. I, mean, I know it's bro- summertime, but yeah. it still can't be that late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, everybody was just hiding in the drugstore. As soon as their van drives off, all these yeah. people come up out of the window. Like, ooh. What is it? Now they arrive at the farm. And uh, this, I, at first I thought this, this looked like they were filming in California, but it was, no, it was Utah. Um, and that's where Nilbog is. So we've got this creepy ass farmer family waiting to meet them. It's like American Gothic with kids. <laughs> and they're all just that expressionless. Um, now nobody's going to shake hands with them and they have weird marks on their skin. All of them on their faces have these weird marks. Um, and they're like, enjoy the farm. And then they just get in the truck and leave. And I'm at this point, I'm like, really? You're just going to let these strangers go back to your house and you're going to take, like, you don't know them and you're giving them the key to everything you own. You're going to come home and find everything gone. (laughs) Um, now they just, yeah. Now, now as they're driving away, the farmer kid throws Joshua a baseball that says, eat before we eat you, written on it. In green. In green, yes. <laughs> very. Yeah, this, knowing, knowing that this was written by a woman who was pissed off at her vegan friends makes this movie ten times better. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, now everything on the table has something green on it. And it's like, like corn on the cob, and it's like, did did it, did it not just look like food with regular food with green frosting on top? Yes, that's what it looked like. It okay, like, like, like green icing or something. Corn on the cob yep. with green icing on top, yep. or you know, bread with green icing on top. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Joshua doesn't sit down. Now he sees Grandpa again, and Grandpa tells them, "Don't eat, don't let them eat, for the love of God! You have thirty seconds to come up with some way to stop them, because everything freezes." But it freezes for, I think I read 70 seconds. Because it's definitely not 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, seconds. it's not 30 seconds. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, so apparently Ghost Grandpa has the ability to stop time, which is pretty awesome. Um, and everyone freezes except Joshua. So what does he do? I don't know if it, he's I don't know if he's freezing them that well because you can see Yeah, them you can like you can still see them shaking. breathing and you can still see the food like shaking on, <laughs> on, their, on their spoons and whatnot. Um, so He's like, oh, what am I going to do? And at, the, at this point, yeah, I wrote, pretty sure it's been longer than 30 seconds. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he's just taking his time walking around the table. I mean, it's not like, you, you know, we've seen X-Men Days of Future Past where, where Quicksilver just like, you know, flings stuff everywhere. And all right. of a sudden it goes, you know, just in, in the blink of an eye. But uh, no, Joshua is taking his sweet time. And he's, <laughs> this was so crazy because like they start to eat again. And then he's like, I must do it. He stands up on the chair and unzips his pants. 
Next and we just, see all the food going in the trash. Right. And originally he was supposed to, he was going to put on like his own little exorcism and he was going to act possessed and start shaking violently. And the director comes to him the day they're going to shoot the scene. And he's like, no, we're just going to have you pee on everything. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, like if, if the kids started like shaking or something, that, that'd be less, that would still be less, uh, Less of a diversion than than if you know someone pisses in my food. I'm definitely not going to eat it after no, that. No, exactly. You know, we could we could like perform an exorcism and then go back to eat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, God, this is great because and like everybody's throwing the food in the trash and 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 Holly says something about a big spanking for a little shit. <laughs> and I love this because Dad <laughs> picks him up over his shoulder and he's walking upstairs with his son over his shoulder. Oh, did you have a big sister? Did she ever say something like that no, about you? No, 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 no. Swearing in my house, Mo, my, my sister would have got her mouth washed out with soap if well, she'd said something like that. Did she ever say you deserved a spanking even without calling you the little shit part? Ah, uh, probably. I just can't think of okay, an exact... Okay. I mean, well, yeah, you didn't have a big sister <laughs> no, growing I didn't, up, did so. you? Um, <laughs> I love this because the dad is walking down the hallway and all of the doors have their names on them like their rooms like you see these signs you know what that means hospitality and he throw takes him to his room flings him down on the bed and, says, and you don't piss on hospitality i won't allow it <laughs> yes you now somehow it. i had never heard that line before that? i met you oh really yes somehow i never heard that line. but you had heard the oh my god yeah I, okay. I heard the oh my god a million times but i'd never heard that line that was brilliant <laughs> you don't piss on hospitality i won't allow it and he says and he, dad looks like he starts to take his belt off. Like he's about to whoop his ass. Yes. Now I have been on the I have been on the receiving end of those before. Um, he's like, "What are you gonna do to me, daddy?" Which, by itself, sounds really weird. Yes. Um, and, but he says, "Tightening my belt by one loop so I don't feel hunger, hunger pains." pains. I'm gonna suggest your mom and sister do the same. Yeah. And he's like, "You want to get rough with me? You want to go on a hunger strike?" <laughs> I've been there. I've been hungry before. <laughs> yes. This dad, this dad character is awesome. Um, now, and then, so he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. So now, now, of course, little Joshua's looking around his room, and all of his room, all around his room are pictures of goblins, like weird, creepy paintings of yep. goblins. And now we cut back to Elliot and his friends. I don't remember any of their names. Um, watch it. Well, let's see. Wasn't, wasn't Brent one of them? Or Brent? Brent? Brent is the one with the popcorn later. Okay. Arnold is oh my god. Okay, right. And Drew is the one that goes for a run. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, like they they don't do a good job of introducing these characters because like yeah, by the end of the movie, I still didn't know the popcorn guy was named Brent. Yeah, I didn't know that for a while. In fact, I learned it this viewing. I think I don't think I ever knew that until yeah. this viewing. <laughs> now I don't know. Now every time I see a movie where someone is watching a movie in the movie, I wonder if it's a real movie because right. this movie looks pretty interesting. <laughs> we see something with a monkey with flames shooting out of its ass and flying away. I'm like now that is a movie I'd like to see. <laughs> Um, now, now Arnold, he's like, where are all the single horny girls? So he goes outside for a smoke and he sees some girl running through the woods with her clothes ripped up and green stuff on her face. And he doesn't be like, Hey, are you okay? No. What does he say? Stop. I say, like, who talks like that? Is this medieval times? Stop in the name of the King or whatever. And she, and this girl's like, are you one of the monsters? You're and he's like, you're human. I'm very human. Want me to prove it? Like this is, this girl does not want to, want you to come on to her right now. No, no. But then the goblins show up, and Arnold is going to take care of them. What does he do? He says, "Let me give you some advice. Get out of here, or you're going to be in a lot of trouble." And and remember, and then he gets impaled with a spear. Like takes yeah. a spear to the shoulder. And I can't remember if it was this scene or the scene at the very beginning with the goblins. But there's a scene where they look at each other and they're communicating. Now, they talk later, like actually talk later, but they do this thing and it's like this ID to do. And that is something as a kid I used to do with my friends. Oh, but that's what I, drew me into this movie is you hear this noise and it sounds like ID to do. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I didn't notice that's, that. That's and great. I, it's in one of those two scenes because I used to do that all the time. I just look at like ID to do. Yeah. <laughs> that was our playing troll there. <laughs> now, the guys in the RV hears it. You know, they all hear it. I'm like, oh, it was probably nothing. You know, dumb horror movie logic. Yeah. Arnold and the girl go running up 
you know, they run up to this house, which is obviously a church. So, yeah, it looks like a church. It looks like a church. And they're, you know, they go inside and there are creepy smoking bowls of stuff. There's a bed, there's books, and all the makings of a proper horror movie. Including a big stone wall. Yes, smoke. a big stone wall with smoke coming out of it. Um, <laughs> Later on, they call Stonehenge. Yeah, they say that's part of Stonehenge <laughs> or something. And, and, of course, they're like, what kind of place is this? And... We meet this creepy lady. This is my house. <laughs> you know, she's this. This is Credence Le- Leonor. Le- Leonor. Leonor Gilgood of ancient Druid origins. And they're just like an interesting fact. Just so we put mm-hmm. it out there, the little boy at the beginning that threw the baseball is her son. Yes, the the son of the actress <clears throat> uh, who who is playing who's playing Credence. Um, is there's and he's she's like is there something or who is it was it Arnold who said is there something wrong with you? Yes. But then whenever he says it, his voice squeaks. So he's like, is there something wrong with you? Yeah, right. He's like, you need to call a doctor. And she's like, there's no hospital in Nilba. We heal ourselves. <laughs> so she gives them something to drink. A broth. A broth. She calls it a broth. Yes, of course, they drink it. Because every time you walk into a creepy house and someone <clears throat> hands you a cup of something and they tell you to drink it, you're like, sure, drink. fine. I'm sure this is great. And the girl immediately spits hers out and throws it away and starts puking up green stuff. And Arnold is still holding his, like, oh, that's, that's interesting. He's still <laughs> holding his and still drinking from it. But then, and the, and the girl's, like, screaming and walking up the stairs as she's screaming. And, the guys, and, and Arnold's just like, what's wrong with her? And she's like, oh, don't worry about her. Drink your broth. And he's like, I can't move. Meanwhile, the blonde girl is just screaming. And he's like, why can't I move? There, there must be a logical reason for this. <laughs> now, the girl falls down and starts to change. This is nasty. And, and yeah, but, and, but, like, she falls down. She's upstairs where they can't see her. And he's like, she's changing. Yeah, I know. Like, how I, can, I, yeah, I thought, yeah, you, you can't, can't see her from where you're. There's you no way he could she, see. Yeah, she's just rolling around in this green slime. And, and, and Leonor, or uh, Credence says, she's purifying herself. She's one with the vegetable <laughs> world. She's food for my children. And, of course, the goblins show up and they start to eat her and now is where we get the most famous line of the movie they're eating her and then they're gonna eat me oh my god and just does not end nailed it yeah love it and then we get another famous scene from this movie right here. Uh-huh. We get the Holly Waits dance. That's what it is now called. Oh, is that what? Uh, the, they call oh, it yeah, the Holly, the Waits, Holly dance, Waits dance. Which she had to improvise because they didn't give her any direction. Well, I could I could look at this and tell it was improvised. Well, She's she was just... a cheerleader, so she did something pretty decent. Okay, okay. And, okay. I, and I love random dances in horror movies. Like, <laughs> like Crispin Glover in Friday the 13th Part 4 is probably the best and the, the most well-known. But the movie we reviewed last week, Humongous, I know you weren't there for that one. Uh That one had a random dance scene out on a boat to music that they obviously weren't dancing to. (laughs) And another Friday the 13th film has a random dance scene in it. So I just just love these scenes. So... They, de- is, they definitely it. work to break up the tension. They kind of, kind of, you know, break up the dread. So you're kind of, like, oh, that's 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 funny. That's just kind of <laughs> dumb. Uh, okay. Um, now, yeah, Holly's practicing her her dance moves, and she's she's talking in the in the mirror, and she's like, "Dear Elliot Cooper, tomorrow morning will be your final judgment. Either me or your boys. Take it or leave it. The lovely Holly waits." Or your little boys. <laughs> now, the lights flicker, and there's weird music, and she sees Grandpa Seth's face in the mirror, and he's calling, Joshua! Joshua! Of course, she screams and runs away. I'm like, did he like, get a wrong number or something? He's a ghost. How do you get the wrong room? I guess and, it, you have to have a mirror. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's like um, kind of like a Candyman, maybe. Um, now, she, of course, goes screaming for Mom and Dad. I saw Grandpa Seth! And Joshua's like, see, it wasn't me this time! <laughs> And, and 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 of course they're looking um and they're looking in the mirror there's no one other than us it must be a, an hallucinogen a hallucination and and the dad asks her, are you smoking dope again holly yeah. like this girl's like 16 like what do you mean again yeah like she's obviously had a problem at this point <laughs> maybe um but now they're gonna switch rooms joshua's going to sleep in holly's room are you sure yeah. little brother yeah. thanks yeah love that that's how they refer to each other big sis, big and, sis little and little brother yeah <laughs> yeah um and we got more more weird music and more flickering lights. And now Josh, and now we see, uh, you know, Grandpa Seth's face again. And, uh, and and Josh even says that you were in the wrong room. And Grandpa says, like, I still have to learn the layout of this house. <laughs> like you're a ghost. Can your corporeal form not just fit 
through or corporeal, whatever it is. He's like, can you just like not float through before you make yourself known? Anyway, he, he needs a mirror big enough to fit his floating head. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. know. And he's this is where he says, "This is an evil place. It's the kingdom of the goblins. You must make them leave. Your mother never listens to me. That's why she married that good for nothing." <laughs> Which is what he said about Elliot. He's nothing but a good for nothing. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah, um, and I, I did have to make this note because I noticed Joshua was wearing GI Joe pajamas. I had a set of GI Joe pajamas when I was little too. That must have just been a '90s kid thing. Um, now, uh, meanwhile, Elliot and company are in the RV. Elliot is in bed with one of his friends. Like, Brent, yes. Yeah, Brent. They're both, and, seem, I don't know if, I guess they have clothes on from the bottom down. They're definitely both shirtless. I, I certainly hope so. Um, <laughs> now the other friend goes out to buy some food and no one seems very concerned that Arnold never came back from getting fresh air yesterday. I guess they feel like, hey, he must've found him a girl. He's good <sighs> maybe, now. Maybe, maybe. Okay. What kind of what 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 awesome friends we have? Uh, so uh, yeah, no one seems very concerned that Arnold still hasn't come back. There's no food in the Waits family house; only milk that is way out of date. Oh my gosh, when they pour this stuff out, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was gross. Mm-hmm. That was so I want I want to know what that was actually made of. It was like looked like paint or something. <laughs> um, now we got. Um, oh, I'm sorry. What's the running Drew. dude? Drew. 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 Drew is running to the store, and a cop car pulls up beside him. Offers dude a ride. And this this cop's name is Sheriff Freak. Gene Freak. Yep. Freak. Like, that's not at all telling. He's a freak. <laughs> he's, and, then, <laughs> and, then the san- and then he's like, oh, you hungry? I got a sandwich here for you. And again, it looks like a, a, a hamburger bun with green frosting in between it. Yeah. So he drops him off at the general store. And he's like, and, and then Drew asks him, hey, where do the girls go around here at night? And he's like, the girls? That's good. <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> drives off. Like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm starting to have second thoughts about this place. Yeah. Um, all these guys outside the general store are just staring at Drew. And he goes inside, and he's already starting to sweat green at this point. And, of course, the creepy clerk is asking him if he can help. And, and he's, he's really that creepy because that guy... Don Packard is his name. Uh-huh. He did this role when he was he was in and out of uh, the mental wards, and he did this on a day out. They, oh, they let him dear do God! So, oh, that is that is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great scene. He's great. Oh, yeah, he's got a very great scene. Just knowing that that's a, that's a real picture of mental illness. Ugh. Um, now he asks, now Drew asks if there's any coffee, and he's like, there's no coffee in here. It's the devil's drink. <laughs> Which I gotta say, I mean, it's, I, I have relatives who believe that you know you, caffeine is a drug, and therefore you you know it's a sin to consume anything with caffeine. Um, um, and then he's like, "Eggs? You have any eggs?" And the guy just, Ugh. Ugh. I was like, like very exaggerated, like gag me with a spoon. And uh, you have any bacon? Bacon? We're vegetarians. He's like, we have milk. And it's, it's just sitting on a shelf. Yeah, it's not it's being not in, cool. Not in a cooler. It's just sitting out there. We have milk. It's special Nilbog milk. High in vitamins. It's free. We love tourists here in Nilbog. Like, uh, okay, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here now. Um, and it's like, oh, have your friends drink some too. And like, did they not have like, don't talk to strangers PSAs when this guy was in elementary school? No, like, I, don't I, take candy from strangers. I guess he's in a town. He's thinking he's just trying to get some food. Mm, yeah. I don't know. This town that apparently only has one building you can actually go into. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this, this dude is already stumbling. How is he supposed to give the milk to his friends if he turns into a plant before he gets to them? Now, there's some guy outside like, hey, your friend has a message for you. And he's like, Arnold? Oh, yeah, that's him. Meet him in the old house that looks <laughs> like a church. <laughs> this is like a... Oh, my God. This is like an Ari Aster, like, kids movie almost. <laughs> like, everybody's just believing everything everyone tells them. Oh, yes, this is a special medicinal drink. Okay, I'll drink it. Fine. <laughs> so back at the quote-unquote house, Credence is watering Arnold. He's taking a long time to make the change into a plant, because he's still got, you know, he's, you can still like he, see he's Yeah, human. he's doing a full plant yeah, transformation. Like, he's literally standing in a pot full of soil. Yes. And and she's made a cake with green frosting. All of, like I said, all the food in this movie is just regular food with green frosting on Which it. Which she used her wild nettles. Yes, wild nettles. And she's, and she's you know, she's talking to him, calls him my little flower. Yep. And she's like, see you later, my little flower. Now, at this point, you see Arnold's face, and it's all overgrown, like, it actually kind of made me think of bane just made with mud almost yeah. um so so just just an interesting point on that for this uh-huh. he had to stand in that pot 
for 14 hours in that tree makeup. Oh my, I would, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I'd be like, you guys better be paying me real good for this. Um, so Joshua and Michael get to the general store to see that it's closed until quote unquote after the sermon. So they yes. wait and you know, Michael far- farmer waits, gets, he picks up a book of like vegan Veg- recipes yeah. or yep. something Vegetarian and just recipes. starts to read. But then now they pull a shining, they pull a shining because Michael is looking at a car's side view mirror, trying to talk to grandpa, but behind him, he sees the Nilbog sign and sees it backwards. It's goblin. Nilbog is goblin spelled backward. This, this is their kingdom. kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I love that line. Grandpa Seth already told you this was their <laughs> kingdom. Um, so dad has fallen asleep while reading a vegetable cookbook and Joshua just skates off on his little skateboard. Yep. Meanwhile, um, Drew is stumbling through the woods, takes a sip of the milk and spits it out. Now we get a sudden cut to mom and she's in the house when Credence just shows up and grabs her shoulder. Like, oh, I'm your neighbor. And you're asking about where the family is. I'm just like, oh, Holly's going out. And Credence's like, oh, Holly, she looks appetizing. <laughs> and um, she's like, I, here, I made you this special cake. And, it's, of course, it's the cake with yeah. the green frosting on it. Joshua is skating and finds an old, it was like an old garage or barn or something. And he yeah. sees people in a church-like setting and some guy is preaching to them. Yeah, it looks like they're in, like, a basement. Yeah. That's what it looks like Yeah, there, that's anyway. what it looks like to me. Now Joshua goes upstairs and he finds a <clears throat> hole in the floor where he can listen to whatever the preacher is saying. Um, but now there's the, two holes because he finds one and puts a skateboard by one. Right. And then, and he then goes, goes to another one yeah. to actually, well, I guess, get a better view. Maybe. I don't know. Otherwise, <clears throat> I guess if he hadn't done that, his we, we would not get the events that unfold. True, true. Um, so, yeah, he finds a hole in the floor where he can listen to what the preacher's saying. And the family that is supposed to be in his house is still in the town. What was this family's name again? I don't even know. I, I, okay, I can't remember the name either. Um, now, the preacher is preaching against meat. <laughs> and he's talking about, oh, it's the, you know, it's the, it destroys the human body. And he's like, hamburgers. And everyone's going, ugh, hot dogs. And and like sausages and that's this was when i had my epiphany i was like if nilbog was a real place i would go there and i would tell the goblins i was like look y'all want to eat people um i can make you a deal uh because i probably have eaten enough meat and cholesterol that they probably would never even touch me um but i'd be like look we can rebrand nilbog as like a vegan spa getaway so all the hippies and all the hipsters, all the vegans would come here. You could charge them interest. I get a cut. You have food. I get rich. Everybody wins. And all the vegans are gone. <laughs> well, maybe that's what the writer was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, t- yes, to, to learn that that was the truth behind this story makes it even better. Yeah. yeah. And it's like vegans would have flocked to Nilbog and the goblins would have had food forever. And yeah, I'd be rich. Uh, I'd be like Elon Musk, you know. <laughs> Now, yeah, at this point, his skateboard falls out of the ceiling and the people all catch him. Yeah, well, the guy just reaches up and grabs him by the face. Like, the ceiling can't be very high then because he just straight up, boom, pulls him down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now now is a good time to cut to Holly because everybody's dying to know what's happening with her. Holly's found Elliot's RV. And this is where, again, where she's like, choose Elliot, either me or your friends. And he's like, I don't understand. And she just decks him, just hauls (laughs) off and punches him. And now the goblins are going to serve Joshua special ice cream. And Joshua can see that they're all goblins. It's kind of like in, in Super where he could see that right. his friends were demons or right. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, open your mouth, little friend. Please open it. And all these people are chanting that. Open your mouth, little friend. Please <laughs> open it. And dad hears Joshua screaming and runs in like, what are you doing to my son? Like, oh, we were just giving him some ice cream. <laughs> and a bunch of random strangers holding your son down about to force feed him ice cream. Right. My dad would have gone for a gun. <laughs> like the, but no, he's like, okay, we're, 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 we're just, we're just going to leave. We're well, just you know, he leave. asked the family why they're still there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, we had car trouble. We'll be leaving here this evening. They've already been here for like three days by this point, I think. And, and Joshua asked, uh, tells him, Hey, everyone has this mark of this clover. So yes. That's what this mark is. Yes. That, that's right. The skin is the, is the clover. Um, and at this point I just know, oh, oh, oh it was the presence family. The President's okay. family was the one that was supposed to, Because at this point, I noticed that Mrs. President is looking directly at the camera. 
<laughs> while, while the preacher is saying, he's like, we need time for some things to happen. We must have patience until tonight. If only she had started speaking and broke that fourth wall. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been great. She'd, she'd just been like, you guys having a good time? Yeah, she we are too. Us, we are. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, so now as they're driving back, they see Holly at Elliot's RV and dad drives in to investigate. Elliot is arguing with Holly about his friends. And at this point, dad says, you've given me a bad impression. Like we've already established, we established in like the first five minutes of the movie that you don't like him. Right. (laughs) But Elliot wants to talk to Mr. Waits and he agrees to go with them back to the house. And Elliot's friend isn't happy. He's like, what do I tell Drew and Arnold? Arnold, who went out to get some fresh air and didn't come back. You know, what about the RV? What about the beautiful liberated girl? Is what he said. Now, Drew arrives at the house or the church, and he walks right past the shrub that is still part Arnold. He's making noise. Yeah, he's making noise. (laughs) And Arnold is trying to call his name. He doesn't seem so freaked out that Arnold is now a plant. He pulls and he like pulls all the, the, the plant stuff from Arnold's mouth. and He's just like, get me out of here, Drew. Grab that pot and drag me out quick. And this this is like the best escape scene I've ever seen in a movie. Because Drew's just like trying to drag this pot. And Arnold's still like standing there completely rigid. And he's not... Now, um, Drew stops. And Credence is suddenly there in the door. And she just punches Drew. And he just flies onto that bed. Onto the bed. <laughs> Boom. Like, okay, you like it rough, don't you? Um, and tells Arnold that he must be punished for trying to leave. Now she's got a chainsaw! Ar- and Arnold's just like, what are you going to do to me with that? Like, what do you think? It's a fucking chainsaw! Yeah, but she's like, oh, don't worry. It's just going to tickle. And then you hear it start to go in, and he and starts like, laughing. He starts he, laughing. He, he, he starts chuckling. So I guess it really did tickle. I guess I, I, I would have thought plant, you know, of someone who loved plants would not want plants to be uh, chainsawed because they're supposed to be feeling pain when you chainsaw them. I don't know. <clears throat> now, <laughs> so... Mr. Waits and the family get back to the house, and there's a bunch of people there. Oh, before that, you got to see that it's uh, Drew wakes up on that bed, and she's putting down this green shake that oh, you have to assume is Arnold. Right, right. Like, ground up into the shake. Okay, here. yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, now, yeah, the town folks have, have prepared a surprise party for them. And um, Mom's like, Elliot, what are you doing here? And, and, and Holly's like, Mom, Elliot's part of the, the family, family now. now. Like, good grief. Y'all, y'all work through your issues quick. Your psychiatrist must hate you. Uh, now, now, the, this is the, the preacher from earlier. He's just like, dance, my children. Dance and eat. Now, Joshua is still trying to convince his family that the people of this town are goblins. And, Josh, and, and his dad just sends him to his room. Now, of course, Joshua is trying to talk to Grandpa Seth while the family is being fed the frosted food. Like, like nobody they, else is nobody eating. Nobody else is only being it's brought only, to them. Mm-hmm. They got like a circle around them and they're four chairs sitting. Yeah. And they're just bringing it to them to eat. Does yeah. that not seem strange That seems to you? incredibly strange. <laughs> um, <laughs> that seems really strange. And everyone, they're just like, eat it, eat it. You know? And now... Um, Joshua's trying to talk to Grandpa Seth, and then suddenly Credence appears in the mirror, and a goblin jumps through it. I'll be and, honest, I did not see that coming. Well, that's good. And this is where we get our third time of getting this synthesized chase yeah, music same, scene. Same music from earlier. Now, the family isn't eating. No. And then Grandpa Seth just appears in the upstairs with an axe and chops the hand of the goblin off the, the goblin that's attacking Joshua. And it jumps back through the mirror, and it, I guess that was Credence in her goblin Credence, form. Yes, because now her hand is her hand is missing, and she's just wailing. She's just ah, going on, and and oh, I love this so much. I'm like, I wish my grandpa would have done would have done this for me. He's like, we must move quickly to put out the fire. He's like, what fire? And he says, guess. And Ghost Grandpa gives his grandson a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> What the hell? You're supposed to teach kids not to play with fire. Before that, let's say Credence does. She puts her hand in that wall, the Stonehenge wall. Oh, right, right, right. And it reforms her hand, and she mm-hmm. has a new hand. Right. Yeah, she puts it between the two smoking stones in her house, and her hand is instantly back. That was a lot of dramatics if you knew you could just grow your hand back. <laughs> yes. I'd have just been like, oh, fuck. You gotta okay, do it my again. Hand's back. And I, I gotta say, I think if like he chops that hand off and it's not green but it's red, this movie's rated R. Cause you, I've I've read that you can get away with changing the color of blood, which is why you see 
other color of blood on like different alien creatures go green because right. they can get away with it. If it's red, you're going to you get an R rating. You're going to get an R rating. Okay, that, that makes sense. Um, now, the family still hasn't eaten any of the food. No. Joshua is outside. He's about to light the Molotov when the preacher just pops up out of nowhere and snatches it. And he says, give it up, kid. You're not able to stop us. And then the preacher walks away and he points at Grandpa, Ghost Grandpa. So apparently this preacher can see like, I order you by the sacred power of the magic stone and its lord. Go back to hell. <laughs> now Grandpa looks like he's having a heart attack. Yep. Use it, the force. Yeah, use the force. <laughs> <laughs> and... and now, this part I couldn't believe. I would I wanted to know more of the backstory of this next part. But, but Josh was like, are you really in hell? He says, no, but I know a sacred spell that a friend of mine who was once there taught me. <laughs> now, he points at the preacher, and the Molotov cocktail gets struck by lightning, and the guy bursts into flames. Right. So now Joshua's on the porch, and Grandpa's going, like, I want to know who's, who was Grandpa's friend who went to hell once and taught him how to summon I have lightning, no I idea. guess. That, that is, there, there's your side that story. That must have been a deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. Waits comes out and puts out the fire with this fire extinguisher, and all that's left of the pastor is his charred goblin remains. Right. And he's like, what is that? What is that? And the sheriff says, he was one of us, and you killed him. Now it's your turn. So the Waits family just kind of slowly mm-hmm. backs so Like, nobody's stopping them. No, no. one's grabbing them. Nope. And like, okay, we're going to kill you now. They just let them slowly back into their house and close the door. Yes. <laughs> now, Credence is summoning the Lord of the Magic of Stonehenge. We see thunder and lightning. Elliot's last friend sees this. The one, the, um, um, Brent, Brent, the one who's still in the, uh, in the RV. And, she, and Credence says, give me all of my old powers back. And suddenly, she's a lot younger and sexier looking. I'm pretty sure her dress wasn't that low cut a second ago. No, I'm pretty sure you're right. And <laughs> something I noticed, and I think you did the same. I didn't have this issue because I saw this movie when I was eight. Uh-huh. But you, and I've seen other people online, when they see this movie as an older adult... They automatically fall in love with Credence. And it's from this point to the next. Yes. I mean, damn. I tell you what. um, (laughs) She's a hottie. (laughs) (laughs) Like I say, I guess because I was eight when I first saw this, that wasn't anything. Yeah, when I was eight, I probably wouldn't have got it either. But as a 34-year-old adult male, like, damn. I mean, she's got the garters and everything. Yeah. So now the, the Waits family is besieged by the town folks who are still trying to feed them. Um, yeah, like he has a bag of sandwiches. Yeah, he's like, yeah, hey, we get some sandwiches or you can eat them and it'll be easier for you. Or no, it'll be easier for us or something like that. And Joshua's like, we need Grandpa Seth. And Holly's like, oh, we should hold a seance. So that's something every family, I guess, would that. Yeah, that's totally how my family would think. Now, Elliot's <laughs> other friend. Brent. At this Brett, at, at Brent, at this point, I still didn't know his name. Right. The TV signal goes out, and he gets up to adjust it or change the channel, and suddenly, I. <laughs> Here you go. This, this scene almost killed me. This is what should be famous this, for, this, right? This is the scene that should make this should be famous from this movie, not the oh my god. <laughs> I had I, I was watching this with subtitles on, so that because there were some parts I couldn't understand, and the subtitles said raunchy music. Raunchy. <laughs> Raunchy synthesized <laughs> saxophone music. Now, and and this this music starts playing, and he sees on the TV he sees Credence walking very sexily toward the camera while holding an <laughs> ear of corn on a cob. I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard at this part, and the, and like I said, this is the part that should. This should be most famous. I had when I, I paused it. I rewatched it again, and then when I was done with the movie, I came back and watched it again. Oh, awesome! It was so good. And and, and Credence is looking directly at the camera, like, "Do you like it? Shall we eat it together?" Holding this right. ear of corn on the cob. I'm glad it wasn't a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, oh, and, and Brent's like, "What kind of a program is this?" And she says, "I'm not a program. I'm real. Come out and you shall see." And of course, he does. Yep. Because when the sexy corncob lady says, come out, come outside, you do what the sexy corncob lady says. Now, and she's like, won't you invite me in? 
And I was, I was just like, is she a vampire? Now, now what, what? Yeah, you're right. That, that does have the vampire. Scene. Now, what were you saying about don't listen to strangers? Because I think you would, you would go outside too. I've probably been willing to take my chances on this one. Like, okay, if she kills me, at least I'll die happy. <laughs> and now, now she pushes him onto the bed and holds out the corn cob and and hands it to him. And she's like, what's? He's just looking at. It. She's like, what's the matter? And he, and and. The way this guy says the line is the wrong way. The way he, the, the inflection, he's like, I actually like popcorn. <laughs> but I think he should have been like, I actually like popcorn. Right. And she's like, oh, that's no problem. All we have to do is heat it up. And they start making out with the corn cob between their mouths. And yeah. popcorn starts exploding from all over the place. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure when I was eight and saw this, I was like, huh, is that how you made popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't think that's how it worked, but <laughs> oh dear God. Okay, so um, now now we got to go back to the seance at the Waits family house. Suddenly they have like a lot of candles. Like where'd they find all these candles at? Um, Joshua says to concentrate harder, and like the townsfolk are still outside. Suddenly there's a lightning flash, and all the candles on the table blow out, and then there's a bright light. And it's like, Grandpa has returned to us, or at least his voice. Right. <clears throat> he only has ten minutes until he disappears yeah. forever. At six o'clock. Yeah. When does anything happen at six? Not midnight. Not midnight. Six. Yeah. Six o'clock at night. <laughs> six in the afternoon. Like, it should still be daylight outside. I guess that's why when they came into town the first day, everybody was asleep. Because yeah, it had maybe, passed six. <laughs> maybe. Um, then they have to, he's like, they have to destroy the magic stone that gives the goblins their power. And Joshua starts to concentrate really hard, and then he passes out. And I, I got really confused at this point, because suddenly in his place pops up a goblin. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell just happened? We get but, our chase music for the yeah, fourth time. Yeah, we got time. our chase music for the, for the, was it the third or fourth time? This is the fourth. Oh, this is the fourth this time. This is the okay, fourth time. Okay. Um, and suddenly all of the goblins are in the house, and the family runs upstairs, and one of them almost gets dead, but then he throws him down the stairs. Like, the dad dad throws the goblin down the stairs. Then everything suddenly cuts to Joshua in Credence's lair. And he goes upstairs, but then we cut back to the family. And the goblins are upstairs now. Joshua finds the same goblin picture in Credence's lair that was in his room. And then he gets grabbed by a goblin. Then Grandpa Seth shows up out of nowhere. This guy's got some, like, teleportation powers, like like something from the the X-Men. He punches the goblin. He... (laughs) I love this because he gives this backpack to Joshua. This is the first time we've seen this in this movie, this backpack. Right. And says he can only take out the content when he really <laughs> needs it. And I'm sitting going, I'm pretty sure whatever it is, he's going to need it real soon. So right. why don't you just give it to him, whatever it is. Nope, got to wait. Yep, got to wait. And boy, did that wait pay off. <laughs> but before that. But yeah, before we, that. Okay. they And he says they have to touch the Stonehenge stone to destroy it. Like, that's it? That's all you got to do is touch it? <laughs> Now, now the Waits family is cornered in the house by uh, the goblins. I love this. And Elliot's like, please, let's talk. We're all humans here. Wrong. Wrong. But- <laughs> very wrong. Um, now, Elliot's friend in the RV. Now, now like, now, like, Credence, like, she's in the RV with, with, with Brent. And she, like, s- like notices something's wrong. Because I think she actually starts to, like, bleed out yeah, of like, her nose or she's something. She's starting to bleed and her, her beauty's starting yeah, to go yeah, back. She's, she's starting, starting to, to fade to, really yeah. quickly. Um <clears throat> But, um, so she goes outside and he, you know, Brett, his friend is buried in popcorn and he's like, no more, no, no more, more popcorn. popcorn. He's no like spitting it out. He's, so we got to assume he lives, right? Yeah. He's, like, he's still alive. We just never see him again. We don't never see unless, him again. Unless like, we, unless we assume he like choked to death on popcorn or something. Well, he spit popcorn out when he says no more. So okay. we have to assume there's no green in the popcorn. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is like, apparently popcorn is the only thing you can eat in Nilbog and still be okay. Um, now Credence is suddenly, yeah, she's getting old and ugly again and she sees her reflection and she starts screaming and the goblins hear it and they're like, our queen is calling us. (laughs) So loud bang and they just gone. All of them. (laughs) Now Joshua says nothing's happening. We're back to Joshua and grandpa and grandpa's like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Joshua. It's like, what, what, what the hell? You're going to leave before we're done. We got to finish this. And he says, it's only the power of goodness that can defeat the goblins. Now, as soon as Grandpa is gone, Credence shows up and throws Joshua to the goblins. Right. They're going to try and feed him the green stuff. And Joshua, 
reaches into his backpack. Now, actually, like the day after I watched this movie, Watch Mojo came out with a list of the top 20 (laughs) dumbest movie monster weaknesses in film. And number 20 was a double-decker bologna sandwich! I was was like, what? I was expecting like a sword (laughs) or a special dagger to kill somebody with. No, it's a... Fucking bologna sandwich. Well, just to sidetrack real quick, was water from signs on there for the aliens? I don't think it was. I don't know if it was or not. I can't remember. That's the only one that stood out to me because okay. I'd just seen this yeah, movie. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, actually, I think number one. No, number one was water because of the Wizard of Oz. Oh, because of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now, yeah. So, a double-decker bologna sandwich. Um <laughs> This I just I could not believe that. I guess all the meat is just so much meat they can't stand it. Yeah, they're and, all and, and when you look at this sandwich, I'm like, that's a lot more than two pieces of bologna. That's like <laughs> five or six probably. Um, and and like as soon as he pulls it out, Credence and all the goblins are like, Aah! they're just horrified. And she's like, don't do it. Think about the cholesterol. So like, if I want to walk through Nilbog and be okay, I just gotta have like a baconator in each hand or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just take bites in their mouth. <laughs> so, like, Nilbog would be, like, the antithesis of the keto diet or something like that. Um, or, or, like, the Atkins diet, high carb, or high, high, high protein. Now, Joshua just eats it, and all the goblins run away, and he's touching the stone. So, he's sitting there with his hand up on this stone while eating this giant bologna sandwich. Now, um, his family shows up. How do they even, how do they even know where he was? Um, but they get there and they start to do the same. Only the power of goodness can destroy these monsters. And there's lots of animated lightning bolts and all the goblins start to melt and explode. And Credence is puking up green stuff and starting to bleed green. Then the screaming stops and now it's back to civilization. It's like, that's it. Just boom. They're back home. Yep. And dad's like, I I have to go by the office and Elliot needs to go home. And Holly offers to go with him. Right. Like, so (laughs) we know what's about to happen. Now, Mom and Joshua go inside, and Mom starts eating apples because fruit is still good. So I guess the, method, the, the moral of the story is vegetables are bad, but fruit is still good. Right. Um, <laughs> but Joshua's like, I don't want to eat. He, he says he's going to take a nap, and Mom says she's going to take a shower. Now, I had to, again, this is just one of the random things I noticed. The train set he has on his floor, I'm pretty sure I had that same train set when I was a oh, kid. Oh, okay. Like, for years, that was, our, that was the train set around our Christmas tree. Hmm. Um now, and I also noticed that the caboose for the train is in the middle. I'm like, who puts the caboose in the middle of the train? <laughs> just me. Just me noticing things. He sits on the bed and says, I don't know how to thank you, Grandpa. I hope you're okay up there. But then he hears this eerie, like, whispering noise. And he walks toward the sound. And when he walks downstairs, he turns around and the baseball from earlier comes bouncing down the stairs. And it says, Yummy, Mommy is so good. He runs upstairs to the shower and only finds green goo all over in the shower. And then he goes running around the house looking for mom and he finds the apple which was full of green stuff and the goblins are eating his mom. One of them looks at him and says, Do you want some, Joshua? And I'm surprised. I I, I was honestly expecting this to be another dream sequence because for this movie to be as goofy as it was, it had a pretty dark ending. Right? Yeah. And And that's the end. That is the end of Troll. Troll 2, excuse me. Yes, Troll 2. We um, we need a Troll 3, man. We really do. We need or, like a- as uh, George Hardy puts it, we need a Troll 2 Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? That'd be great. A Troll 2 Part 2. I think the most impressive part of this movie was Credence's makeup. You know, I, I can't she, disagree with that. She goes through so many transformations yeah. to the point where you don't even recognize her. No, there are a lot it's of times, though. Like, just some great makeup on there. Whoever the, whoever her makeup artist was deserves an Oscar. Um, and and <laughs> Deborah Reed deserves an Oscar for being able to do that corn cob dance scene with a straight face. <laughs> that is Oscar-worthy acting right there. Oh, my goodness. But no, that is Troll 2. That is, quote-unquote, the best, worst movie ever made. And I think I might agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 up there. It's good. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, it's kind of crazy that, I think, if I'm not mistaken, all these actors were, like, just going to a casting call hoping to be extras and all got starring roles. Really? 
Like, I know George Hardy beat out 100 men to get this role just because he had more enthusiasm than the rest, which I can see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, can't piss on hospitality. He, I want out. He owns this role. Yes. Like, there is no off switch. He owns it. Yes. Um, and, and Credence, she, I mean, oh, yeah. Deborah Reed did an amazing job with her. Um, I, I would love to know exactly how many people were, were in that casting call. But by the time this episode comes out, you may have already seen our interview with George Hardy and Deborah Reed and... Um, Darren Ewing, who plays Dan- Arnold, Darren and Ewing. Jason Stedman, who plays Drew. Right. This was, this was a big deal for us. Yeah. And all this credit goes to Josh. Josh reached out to everybody and said, hey, we would love to interview you. Yeah. Because this is actually the 30th anniversary of this film. Exactly. I can't believe it. You, know, you think back to 1990 is 30 years ago. Uh, I am getting old. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> but um, we hope you enjoyed that interview. We haven't even recorded it yet at this point. <laughs> We're about to record it here in a minute. And if not, we'll have the audio version up as a bonus As a on bonus Monday. episode. It will also be on our YouTube channel if you want to actually see the video of it. Yes. We have a YouTube channel now. We actually have a Twitch channel too because we were we wanted to stream on YouTube, but um, they have a 24-hour waiting period before you're verified and allowed to stream. But um, yeah, so now you can add YouTube to our list of socials. You can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We've got our own group there. Um, what are, what's, what's our next movie going to be, Josh? Up next is what... I'm going to start calling when we do this a double blind spot. A double blind spot. It's one we've never seen. It's going to be Death Spa. Death Spa. One that DJ recommended when he was on the show. Right. So we're finally getting around to that, DJ. We've been meaning to. Yes. Uh, That movie just sounds incredible. I I, I seriously hear that title, and I think that's got to be a sequel to Deathbed. (laughs) (laughs) Death Spa, about a gym that... About a gym that kills people. <laughs> so, so we had a movie that, that we, we just finished a movie about how vegans eat people, you know, um, cannibalistic vegans. And now we have a you movie about, gym. <laughs> about not going to the gym. So, yeah, we're, we're in pretty good shape, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we're in good shape. Yes. <laughs> we're perfect. Oh, but that is going to wrap things up for this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And always remember, whether you are in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you next time.